This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Hi, I'm Greg Watson, and welcome to this week's show of Property Matters, where we talk all things property, or at least as much as we can fit into this short format. Got a few things uh, that have happened in the media in the last week, and in fact, much of it is relating to what's happening with the market. And so we'll be actually talking uh, reasonably in depth about what's happening in the market uh, as the year comes towards an end, and also a little bit of what some uh, economists are predicting for next year. Now, I don't always necessarily have the most complimentary things to say about economists. However, it's good to know uh, or to look for trends uh, across many economists to see if we can figure out what's happening there. Also, we'll have an article about the Lake Alice water tower that's back on the market for sale and uh, squatters. What do you do if you have squatters occupying your property? Uh, that could be a little bit of interesting things there. There's an example in Nelson. Uh, Nelson, <laughs> it's not in Nelson, sorry. The example's in Foxton. I don't know where I got Nelson from. Uh, must have been um, both probably sunny places by the sea. So there we go. That might have been what happened there. So we'll just have a look at the, the market in general. And first of all, this article from Stuff Relating More Locally, Palmas North house values continue to slide. Palmas North has had one of the steepest drops in house prices in the country this year so far. So this is on the back of, and before we talk a bit about the market, what's happening in the market, let's remember what has happened previously up until about uh, November of last year. So up until then we'd had three years of double-digit increases of 17% in median house values, followed by 30 and 30 again. So that's a considerable increase in a few years. So we were talking about values coming back and that Palmas North is one of the steepest drops. That's because we also had the steepest rises. So the city's average rate of home value decline hit 14.5% for the 2022 calendar year with one month to go, according to the latest QV house price index figures. And that second biggest drop uh, after Wellington had a house price drop of 18.7%. And you might remember Wellington was also going a bit crazy. Local QV registered valuer Olivia Betts said Palmerston North's average home value had dropped by about $120,000 since the peak in November 2021 to $657,707 in November 2022. So that's quite a considerable drop and that's what we've seen with regards to uh, vendors and house prices and having to readjust from the lofty heights that we have been up until November of last year to readjust uh, down and and that's where the average home value, just to reiterate that, has dropped by about $120,000 in the last year. 
So the city has had 10 consecutive months of house price decline. In the three months ending in November, the drop was 4.4%, which is a slight easing compared to the 5.5% average decline for the quarter ending in October. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, how it looks as a graph, or as best I possibly can in this format, um, shortly when we get to the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand fact. Um, stats. So with the recent OCR, official cash rate increase, we continue to see downward price movement with buyers continuing to have plenty of choice, Betts said. We are seeing the decline in property prices right across the market in all price brackets. So the national QV figures showed that house values fell further from January to November than they had in more than 15 years. QV Chief Operating Officer David Nagel said the drop appeared to be easing with only a 2.9% drop in the three months at the end of November compared to the three months in October, which was 39 He says they've signalled further rises to look forward to next year with the talk of recession being bandied about now and we can expect further downward pressure on prices well into 2023 before we might eventually see the bottom of the market. So that's about what where I think as well. One or two is a bit more strongly positioned than that. But, yeah, it's likely that we'll have to get the election out of the way before things can begin to uh, improve again. So the closest comparable year to this uh, was 2008 during the global financial crisis where the home values fell by average 9% nationally from January to November and 9.6% during the calendar year. So there we go. That's a little bit about what's happening in Palmas North and nationally. Um, we're going to stick with a little bit of local news now and then we'll return to the market. This article from Stuff, uh, business property section, the headline says, too, too infamous for ingenuity, Lake Alice Water Tower back on the market after five years. So a landmark building with connections to a grim past is back on the market and I'll be driving by it later today. Um, the water tower that once supplied Lake Alice Psychiatric Hospital near Bulls in Rangitike has been listed for sale. It's quite an iconic building. The hospital closed in the 1990s and has since been demolished, but there have been numerous accounts of torture and abuse at the hospital's adolescent unit, which operated in the 1970s. The water tower and pump building across the road from the former hospital site are all that remain. Wanganui couple Scott Phillips and Trudy Reeves bought the building, which sits on about 1,800 square metres of land in 2017 for about $20,000, above the asking price of $99,000. And they've relisted it on Trade Me with a rateable value of $150,000. It was the seventh most popular property on the site five years ago, gathering almost 40,000 views before it sold within 10 days. Flicking through the paper, excuse that, I'll just turn that over. The couple planned to turn it into accommodation but now need to sell it to help cover costs of another project. Philip said it was an iconic building and it was what people identified with Lake Alice. Built in 1946, the tower is 23 metres tall and is clearly visible from the nearby State Highway 3. He grew up in Wanganui and knew the history of Lake Alice, but Reeves became more aware of it when the Abuse and Care Royal Commission of Inquiry started, which you might be familiar with that one from from the news. As part of the couple's investigation into the property, they sought an engineering assessment, a geotechnical report, a topographical survey, a sewage assessment and fire assessment report. They had been through a couple of different ideas with architects on how to best turn the tower into accommodation. We did our due diligence when we were looking at turning it into a home, Reeves said. Jim Davis's 
Water Tower House is a small but not expensive grand designs New Zealand build that you might be able to find uh, by searching online someone that's done something similar. So Philip said the architect had contacted local iwi about the building and there were no issues. It was the first thing I looked at as it is going to need to be blessed. So they'd done the research and found no evidence of anything untoward occurring at the tower. He said there was no airy feeling. It was happy for it to become a memorial if that's what the new owner wanted. The past exists. This is what the um, seller says. No one bulldozed Auschwitz or the killing fields. How we remember it, I don't know. The couple had been through a lot of ideas about how to make it livable, including lining the walls and installing an external staircase. At the moment, the only way to get up the tower is by a ladder inside. They had thought about living in it and also renting rooms through Airbnb or hiring out as a wedding venue. They'd planned to have a lounge and kitchen on the ground floor, two bedrooms on the second floor, their bedroom on the third floor, and a lounge and kitchen and the large water tank on the top. At the moment, it's mainly occupied by pigeons. It's quite cool to see what architects can come up with. The roof is accessible and the building has 360-degree views with views of Mount Ruapahu and Taranaki. So it'll be interesting to see where this, how this goes. Um, Phillips believed there might be an interesting group of potential buyers. There could be some eccentric people where money is no object, and they say, hey, I could be that person and spend a few million on it and have a massive holiday home. <laughs> he also says, I picture Peter Jackson watching planes take off from Ohakia Air Force Base. Someone could put a caravan there. So he's got it all worked out, you see. However... Uh, Trade Me Property Sales Director Gavin Lloyd said the Rapunzel-like tower looks like it needs some good old Kiwi ingenuity to create it into a home or B&B. And coming complete with plans to make this into a home, we reckon this property could be a grand design in the making and wish the vendors all the best with the sale. Now the only thing to consider here is a buyer would need to apply for resource consent to convert the tower to a dwelling. So if you wanted to see that, that would be on Trade Me. Um, maybe you could search using the word uh, water tower or look in the Rangitike area for for this listing. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll let you know how that goes. Um, certainly would be really cool. I've always thought it would be cool to convert certain types of buildings into accommodation. Uh, that one's probably a step too far for me, but uh, would be cool to see what people come up with. The other side of things uh, or, or other properties that I quite like is uh, little churches uh, where they get sold and turned into houses. I always look really cute. There's a few around the Maruatu area that I'm familiar with and, um, yeah, it's quite quite neat what can be done. If you also want something um, small, this article, Auckland-based article, talks about uh, first-time buyers, Auckland character railway cottage for under $700,000 which again is below that median house price in Palmer's North, but this is an Auckland article. So built in the 1920s, the railway cottages were really family homes for the railway workers. So when Stephen Morris and his sisters bought this little cottage for their elderly aunt to live in, it was miles away from there. The family had a cottage moved onto the site in Parakai, Auckland, so their aunt would be close to family, and they did it up for her golden years. Um, they normally have a little veranda on the front, and uh, and that sort of thing. You might be familiar with railway houses in, in this area in parts of Milson, and they're also found on parts of the main trunk line. The little workers' homes were built as part of the New Zealand Railways Housing Development Scheme between uh, Housing Department Scheme, I should say, between 1922 and 1929, and they often have elements of arts and crafts design, such as built-in furniture, 
wainscoting and exposed rafters on the eaves and even some Art Nouveau details such as fretwork and carved newel posts. So the Morris property, which is the one for sale, leans more towards the arts and crafts style cottage with exposed rafters, wainscoting and throughout the house. With a separate kitchen diner, large living room, two double bedrooms, one bathroom and a 69 square metre building, it's a cosy home. Now I'm not sure if you know how big 69 square metres is, but it's really um, not that large. <laughs> However, um, they're selling it uh, as it was their aunt's house and it's under $700,000. And uh, that's something which uh, might be okay for a couple that's just beginning or, or having a baby. Um, and they're looking in the mid to late 600s for the property. And that's on homes, uh, bigger pardon, it's with Kelly Davison of Burmester Realty. So um, the average price in that area at the moment is 800000 So we'll see how that goes. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, what do you do, what can you do if set squatters occupy your house? So we'll come to the what do you do about that. Uh, I'm familiar with, uh, in my experience in another life, I'm familiar with um, many, many hundreds of properties as residential rental properties and uh, I think there's been squatters once or twice over my 26 years of experience, but it can happen. So... This article by George Hagney on stuff says squatters occupy a crown property next to Foxton Beach Police Station. So if you know where the cute little police station is on Foxton Beach, house next door currently has squatters in it. So Land Information New Zealand is going through the process to remove someone illegally occupying that crown property in Horofenua. It is actually a former police house in Foxton Beach next door to a police station and it's had someone squatting in it for months. Land Information New Zealand Manager of Land and Property Kate Whittle said the organisation was aware of unauthorised occupiers in the house and was working through the situation. Now the real irony here is that if you have squatters you call the police but what happens if the squatters are in a police house? That's uh, (laughs) that's a bit crazy and next to the police station no less. Anyway, that aside, we'll continue. Land Information New Zealand had not received any complaints but became aware of the squatters in May. No one answered the door when the staff reporters visited the house, but there were signs of someone living there, including cars in the driveway. Nearby homes were mostly empty in the popular holiday town, and people in the area had not reported any trouble from the property. And staff understands the person is staying at the house part-time with another family member. So Whittle said they're working through the legal process resolved to are required to resolve the situation. So Stuff asked what Evernews Land Information New Zealand could pursue when someone was illegally occupying a house and it said there was enough information on about the legal process on the Ministry of Justice website. (laughs) Um, That's a good one, isn't it? It's called deflection. So there is a process to dispose of Crown-owned property that is no longer needed, which is happening to this house. So the Land Information New Zealand will determine if the land is needed for any other public works, whether it needs to be offered back to the person the Crown originally purchased it from, or their successors, uh, offer the land to Māori under a Treaty of Waitangi settlement. The Crown may decide to hold the land for a future settlement or sell the land on the open market. The police spokesman said officers were aware there are people legally occupying the building. In other words, it's just going through the process. Spoke. The spokesperson said the house was not owned by the police, but Crown Properties, so sorry, I might have put you wrong there, which looked after the building and was aware of the occupation and was going through the appropriate processes to resolve the situation. So there is a process. Your first uh, point of call 
is to go to the, uh, the Ministry of Justice website, according to that article. Uh, I think when we've done it, we've just contacted the police who have pointed us in the right direction and um, and just follow that process. It um, doesn't take too long, in my experience. Uh, one of the ones that we did took about two days, but uh, that was um, due to criminal activity. I think they got it done uh, a lot quicker. So, uh, yeah, watch that space, but the squatters in the old police house next to the police station in Foxton. Might go for a drive-by next time I'm there and just have a have a little, little look. Heading back to the market now, and the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand monthly property report came out. Although it's dated mid-December, it relates, of course, to November. And according to Jen Baird of the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand, she's a CEO, her general comments are that rising interest rates, access to finance and concerns around the economy have created uncertainty in the market. Across New Zealand, market activity through spring has been subdued and median prices continue to soften as buyers remain hesitant. Uh, So the number of residential property sales across New Zealand has decreased annually by 36.1% from 8,644 in November 2021 to 5,525 in November 2022. However, month-on-month, that is an increase in sales of 7.7%. So really shows the effect of these changes that the government brought in in, uh, largely in November of last year and March of this year to remove buyers from the market. It says that sales counts in all regions declined compared to November 2021, which had um, all had a double-digit percentage drop. Here in Manawatu, Wanganui, uh, the number of sales, so this isn't prices, this is the number of properties that sell, has decreased 39.1%. So a lot less selling, still the same number of sales people generally out there. There might be a couple that have dropped by the wayside. So Jen Beard, the chief executive, says, when looking at the November figures, we're comparing a market at its peak with one that has moderated over the last 12 months. In a recent survey of REINZ membership conducted with economist Tony Alexander, real estate professionals reported the top concerns of buyers in the market are high interest rates, access to finance and purchasing and seeing prices soften. Sorry, access to finance and purchasing, I should say, and seeing prices soften. Add to these concerns of recession, global economic and geopolitical uncertainty. In late November, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand raised the OCR by a record 75 basis points to 4.25%, and the central bank also forecasts a peak of 5.5% next year and predicts a further rise in inflation. The immediate effect on the real estate market would be more hesitancy. And certainly, um, and now moving away from those comments, certainly as we head towards the election next year, historically uh, not a lot of buying or selling of residential property takes place as people waiting to see what happens. So how do these figures look? Um, nationally, the median house price is $810,000, down 12.4% year on year. For Auckland, it's down 18% year on year. And in New Zealand, uh, outside of Auckland, it's down 7.1%. So we'll look at the regions here. Uh, just a quick uh, run around there. Yes, there's a lot of uh, downward movements. The only couple of areas that went up is at west coast uh, of the South Island, up 20% compared to last year, and Southland up 10.5%. So there's still pockets where things are rising, although that may just be uh, an effect of the low 
numbers of sales, etc. But Marawatu Wanganui down to a median of 574,000, and that's down 8.2%. So the big centres, Auckland down 18, Wellington down almost 17.5. Canterbury's fared better, just down 3.2% because their house prices have stayed uh, fairly stable, and Otago uh, down 6.2%. So Jen Baird, when speaking specifically about Manawatu Wanganui, said its median price has decreased 8.2% annually to 574000 this November. There was a decline of first-home buyers in the market, largely due to the increases in the official cash rate and raising interest rates. Investors have taken a step back for similar reasons in conjunction with loan-to-value ratios and tax legislation. Uh, um, that's the removal of the ability to... or the, um, the staged removal of the ability to claim back on mortgage interest uh, repayments on rental properties. Um, So we're seeing more and more vendors becoming accustomed to the current market. Those who are serious about selling are meeting the market. Uh, In November, sales counts decreased by 39.1% annually. Salespeople predict sales volumes will stay soft over the holiday period. So how long is it taking to sell? Well, it's actually taking an extra 20 days and compared to this time last year. The current days to sell is 50 days on the market. So breaking it down now into more of the Manawatu Wanganui trends, uh, we have uh, Palmas North City. Median price is now 6.25, down from 7.20. Uh, and Palmas North City has dropped 13.2% in a year. Ring of TK has actually gone up 11% in a year. Uh, Tararua down 14.6, Wanganui down 17.1. Now the graph itself uh, shows from a few years ago a massive rise and then a relatively small gradual drop in the last 12 months. So we'll just have to see where that goes and what continues to happen from here. So we then have a whole bunch of articles, and I'll just read, read <laughs> some headlines as examples. They all sound fairly alarmist. The first one says, what's actually going to happen to house prices and does it matter? Uh, that's not so alarmist, I'll come back to that one. But here's some of the alarmist headlines. Price slide continues as housing market's crazy year winds up. ASB expects house prices to fall 40% when adjusted for inflation. The property market may never return to 2021 frenzy. The only way is down. What data tells us about the New Zealand property market um, so that's some of the articles that we've got here. So let's look at this one that says what's actually going to happen to house prices and does it matter? So the Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr talks about the bank's prediction that house prices could fall 20% from their peak. It says it's been a few hectic years for the housing market and throughout 2020 and 2021 uh, the prices increased around the country in double-digit percentages Low interest rates and relaxed lending kept activity hot and first home buyers despairing. So I think we all remember that. All that changed uh, earlier this year, according to this article, where rising interest rates poured cold water on sales turnover and prices started to soften. So predictions have been flying around about how much further house prices might fall, so what's the truth, and how much are homeowners really going to suffer? This is an article again on stuff. With the caveat that predictions are notoriously unreliable, I've tried to unpick what's going on. So how much do we really think house prices are going to fall? So there's a bit of variation, um, but probably about 20% from their peak of November 2021. 
So ASB expects 25, ANZ 22, Kiwi Bank 21, and the Reserve Bank about 20. So remember we had one year in particular where it went up 30, so a drop of 20 is not too bad. So they're referring to property values overall, um, which means um, in a month or two it might come back a bit more than that. Why have the forecast changed over the year? So the forecast price drop has increased as time has gone on, partly because it's looked like the Reserve Bank will have to increase the official cash rate further than initially expected to get inflation under control. We've had an expectation of where CPI inflation was going to go over the last year, and I think it's fair to say that we've been persistently surprised to the more inflationary side of things necessitating, therefore, a higher OCR call and therefore a weaker house price outlook. And that's according to Miles Workman, a senior economist at ANZ. It does look like the market is picking up more downward momentum recently. The month-to-month price decline has stepped up, although, as I mentioned earlier in this report, not in, um, in month or two, it's actually um, slowed down. So then it asks about the 40% numbers that we've seen, which is in that headlines where it said the ASB expects that once inflation is taken into account, the drop will be more like 40%, but that's because inflation is running at record levels, which reduces the buying power of money. And even if house prices were standing still, inflation would be reducing their value. Uh, When prices fall as inflation rises, it compounds the drop. So why does inflation matter when talking about house prices? Workman says that ANZ deflates house price forecast by wages because that's the measure that matters for housing affordability. What's the house price relative to income and how's that evolving? And these predictions help people to understand how the price drop will feel in terms of their incomes. Tuffy said it has also allowed a better comparison with previous periods of price weakness. This question is, how much is it all going to hurt really? So the falls being predicted take prices back to where they, about where they were in 2020. Workman said a drop such as that forecast of prices about 14% higher than pre-pandemic, so it's still not so bad. Um, Tuffy said it would meet a return to about the second half of 2020 when prices just started to lift off. So homeowners in negative equity are beginning to appear around the country. CoreLogic Head of Research Nick Goodall um, has mentioned there are some regions where house price falls are hitting the hardest. And I'd imagine that, that we may be one of those, although this article doesn't actually say. So here's another question. Does that mean we shouldn't sell our houses? Well, not necessarily. If you've bought recently, you should probably want to stick it out because selling could wipe out your deposit. But if you've owned a house for a while, the decision is not actually so clear cut. So in other words, if you've bought in the last year or so, hold on to it if you possibly can. Workman says owner-occupiers who have owned their homes for a while and want to shift to another might not be too affected. If they get a lower price for their house, the chances they're going to get a lower price for the new one too. So if you're buying and selling on the same market, you're fine if you're uh, moving personally. Tuffy said it would be important to keep an eye on migration, which is showing signs of picking up. And if that turns around faster, it could cushion the housing market a bit earlier because that's how other things had an effect is supply and demand. So uh, many of the legislative changes uh, done by the government have meant that the removal effectively of a lot of first-home buyers out of the market and a lot of investors out of the market. So uh, we only need a government, whether it's a current one or if there is a new one, uh, after the election next year to take some of these handbrakes off and the market will uh, increase again. So don't, it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, it's just a matter of hanging in there if you can um, with regards to those small group of people who have purchased at a time or whose fixed rates are coming off 
uh, soon and will have to refix at a higher interest rate. That's where some of the pain will come out of the family household budget. So that's uh, reality. It's tough. But again, uh, property prices will move up again. I believe uh, as early as early 2024 will be um, recovering in this region pretty well. So that's all we've got time for this week on Property Matters. It's been lovely having your company and wishing you all a safe and happy festive season. We'll be playing probably just a little bit of generalised content over the holiday season. But uh, take care, take care of each other and it's been lovely having your company here on mpr.nz, one or two people's radio and you can find the show on the site mpr.nz or where all good podcasts are found. Until next time, take care. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.